It's another rabbit hole yeah. episode. Oh God, is that is that what this is? That's exactly what this is. Oh, I that's right. I heard that music and I was like, oh wait, it's oh yeah, okay, right. <laughs> so, uh, buddy cop, <laughs> buddy cop movies from the eighties. Those were really big in the eighties and kind of non-existent these days. But you had the opportunity of working on said buddy cop movie called <laughs> Quiet Cool. Uh, Quiet. Well, actually, I worked on a couple because Hidden would have to be uh, the Hidden would have to be considered a buddy cop. But it's also a horror film. Yeah, and it's also a science fiction it's, film. Yeah, it's so, two click, two okay. click, two click, two mints in one. Oh wow! It's it's the yeah. complete package. That's right, right. And then right. Adam copied it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which he will never, never, ever live down. No, ever, no, never gonna live that one down. <laughs> That's great, and, and we're gonna keep fucking with him. About it. Yeah, so. <laughs> absolutely. You know what? What I want to <laughs> uh, uh, what I do one day is I want to just uh, get on his phone and 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 say, uh, you're never going to live this down. You're never going to live this down. You're never going to live this down and then go right into that. Never going to give you up. <laughs> <laughs> the remix. The remix. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Never gonna live this down. The remix. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So, what's this movie about? Marijuana farmers and a New York City cop. Yeah, it, it's it's sort of hard to understand these days, to tell you the truth. <laughs> okay, but uh, it's yeah, it's basically a new a New York City cop and a kid, and this kid's house uh, gets burned down by the bad guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's living out in the middle of nowhere with his parents, you know, and they're, they're kind of like wild child hippie uh, family, you know, that kind mm-hmm. of thing. And, um, he's away from the house and the, and evidently they're, they're just basically in the way of, uh, of this, uh, cartel kind of, uh, you know, local cartel, sort of, sort of your, um, your friendly neighborhood cartel mm-hmm. uh, from, you know, putting up all their um, and he makes traps and stuff. But uh, so the family gets in the way of, of their uh, farming uh, marijuana, the evil uh, marijuana. And so um, and so what they do is they uh, they burn the ho- their house down supposedly with them in it. Right? Oh, okay. Um, which was, <laughs> which the house was really pretty funny. Uh, we built, you know, the cabin in the woods thing. Yeah. You know, uh, and basically where I was, I, I was like art director, construction coordinator on it. Uh-huh. I was not the production designer that, that was done by, um, uh, Ray Fox and Linda Burbank. And they, uh, they are also the, production designers on um what was the sid vicious one sid and nancy okay uh 
And I worked with them on Sid and Nancy also. And um, so they were the art directors and, or they were the production designers. I was art directing and building the town and stuff. And, and it was also working with Peter Chesney on building all the breakaways because there were a lot of gags and a lot of breakaways and a lot of, uh, uh, a, a lot of, it was an action film, right? Yeah. You know, so basically, uh, so we built this, <laughs> so we built this house to burn down mm-hmm. and um, the, in Santa Cruz, which is where we were, Santa Cruz, California, we were filming, and uh, you had to uh, only let something burn for uh, five minutes at a time oh. uh, for a film, right? And so we, uh, <laughs> we we built this house, but we built it without fire blocks. We, you know, it was like one of those little known things to us because because uh, we really didn't care that much we're going to burn it down anyway yeah but if you had built something to burn as quickly as humanly possible there's no ways that you could have done it better (laughs) you know i'm looking at the poster for this and you know what tagline for this was uh i forget what was it Nonstop action from the makers of a nightmare on elm street and mortal kombat (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that that must have been way down the line because Mortal Mortal Kombat didn't come out until uh, many years after. Yeah, uh, this is the DVD cover. Uh, I'm looking at the actual like theatrical cover, and it says "Quiet, cool," and in between "Quiet and cool" is a weed leaf, and it says "Where there's smoke, there's fire." Where there's smoke, <laughs> there's fire. I remember that one. That, that one I remember. So, uh, so the harvesters. Uh, come in to burn the house down Mm -hmm. and we were supposed to uh burn it for two minutes and then reset all the cameras then put it out then reset the cameras and then burn it again right Ah, okay um so anyway we built built with this really thin plywood and we didn't put any fire blocks in and uh they literally (laughs) We cut the main beams mm-hmm. uh, like ninety eight percent through, right? Okay. You know, after filming inside of it, then, then we cut all the beams so that the beam would, uh, it, you know, we put little uh, pieces of primacord and exploded them mm-hmm. uh, so that it would cave in on itself. Yes. So, so, so I mean, with all that, and then. You know the a big rubber cement pour on the on the uh, roof of it, and they come in and they throw the torch at it, and the house burnt down. I mean, <laughs> it's like if you think to yourself that you were going to let it burn five minutes, and then all of a sudden, as soon as it lights, you think to yourself, "How the hell are we going to make this thing actually burn for five minutes?" <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because it just went. Whoa. Oh, <laughs> it was like it was a like a cartoon match, you know. It mm-hmm. just went. <laughs> oh my! It, it was hysterical because you know, like about a minute thirty in, it burned so hot that I think it melted one of the cameras. Oh uh, wow! And. It melted the film in it, um, and it just 
vaporized. It was like the most spectacular fire I have ever seen that I thought was going to go the other way. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, oh, this is going to be like, oh, wow. (laughs) This is a new line film, correct? And and the idea was, the idea was that the guys were going to turn the cameras off, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, but they only, they actually filmed the whole thing because nobody could stay. Everybody was running away from the cameras oh. as fast as you can imagine. Just trying because they, they were going to get cooked. <laughs> That's, oh, wow. Oh God, it was funny. So yeah. this is a new line film, correct? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, that means old Bob Shea's in it somewhere. Yeah, I think he's in there somewhere. Who else do we have in here? Uh, Jason himself, Ted White. Uh, yeah, Ted White's in it. Yeah. Who else? Uh, James Rimar. Remar? James Remar. Remar. Uh, 48 Hours. 48 Hours, yes. Yeah. Good. Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Yes. James And Remar? then there's another one. Uh, another 48 Hours. Oh, oh Nick Nolte. <laughs> no, it was Nick Nolte and, uh, yeah. it was Nick Nolte yes. and James Remar, right? Yeah. Yes. So, uh, yeah, uh, all those guys – uh clay boris was the director clay clay boris was the director clay boris is a crazy canadian director uh yes that is evident in his work with prom night four deliver us from evil which is a canadian Mm. horror film series (laughs) (laughs) he calls me up every every once in a while when he gets really drunk oh (laughs) he also did wrong turn the original wrong turn he was a second unit director yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, uh, you, you know, we got to bring Clay Boris on sometime. Yes, that would be awesome. And preferably we'll do it while he's drunk. <laughs> How many shots have you had? That's not yeah. enough. <laughs> no, what? Oh, I've got it. Here's what we'll do. We'll, we'll, um, oh, I know exactly what to do. Listen, what we'll do is we'll line up 10 shots, you know, in front of all of us. Okay. Right. Mine will just be water. And <laughs> and we, we have to take a shot every time he says uh, uh, the name of his uh, film, Alligator. OK, which is the favorite is his first and his favorite film to talk about. And the thing is, is it'll take a while. I'll prod him. He'll for, he'll forget. I'll prod him just for the first couple. Right. <laughs> Alligators. And then he'll be drunk and and he'll just mention it. And I swear we will not get through the first hour. Why is uh, he so happy about that film? I have no idea. I, it's, 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 there's you know what? no it, actors absolutely un- in it at all. It's literally just like one off people who did like maybe, oh my God, all the actors are that are in alligator shoes has worked with Boris at some point. Right. Like exactly. before. So this is like, oh, wow, that's crazy. Now, yeah. was uh, Boris, was he uh, used frequently uh, in New Line films? Uh, no, I think he just did that one. Oh, OK. His brother is also in uh, Alligator Shoes, Gary Boris. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We have we have to get a hold of of, uh, of Boris and, and and do this. Just drunk high and down oh, the yeah, rabbit yeah. hole. <laughs> yeah, Clay, Clay's hilarious. He he really is. Clay is is a Canadian version of a cow, right? Mm-hmm. And in fact, if you watch Quiet Cool, it 
there there is a lot of uh cowboy shots what can i say that that uh he did storyboards and the storyboards look, look like a uh a, a a western yeah they do they they you know there's the there's always the shot looking down uh, a whole bunch of guys looking the other way looking perpendicular with guns mm-hmm. right you know that that looking down the row of them right you know that that's and and the cowboy shot all the time you know the the just above the knees uh, so that you can see the guns in the hands yeah right you know <laughs> it it is a uh, and it's got a really good musical score and it's a very underground hit these days Okay, well, uh, that's definitely something I'm going to have to check out, especially if it has a Blu-ray release. I, or I something. couldn't believe that you hadn't seen it. You know, it's it's very uh, it's it, if you're looking for uh, '80s hipster uh, revival films, uh, Quiet Cool is is right there up at the top. Okay, that's that's so. You know, I, earlier I brought up that uh, on the DVD uh, cover, it says from the creators of Nightmare on Elm Street, Mortal Kombat, which you then clarified. Now. What other people worked on this film with you that also worked on those projects that allows them to say that? What was that? What other people worked on the cast and crew of this film that worked on those films that allowed them to make that claim on that DVD cover? Like who else worked on this film that worked on Nightmare and Mortal Kombat with you? Well, let's see. A lot of my crew uh, came from Nightmare 3. Uh, Tom Bolismo, Tom... Uh, um, the DP was Jacques Haken, who we're going to talk to next week. Oh, I didn't even notice that. See, okay. the, guy, the guy, the guy that did the music, uh, and the music is one of the best parts of it. Okay. The guy that did the music, uh, Kevin Benson, is also the oh. one. Oh, yeah. See, that's that's a big connection there. Kevin Benson is all over these things. Yeah. Uh, um. You got the same executive producer. Uh, uh, you've got. Uh, I didn't even notice Jock did it. Edited by Bob Brady. Uh, music by Jay Ferguson. His work. Who was the editor on it? Uh, Bob Brady. Bob Brady, yeah. But it also the same edit. Uh, was it? No, huh? It was the, it was different. Uh, yeah, no, there, there were a lot of people, the same transportation crew and coordination mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, those, those kind of people. And I think that some of the same office personnel and stuff, and of course, Bob Shea, yeah. you know, some, some of the, it, it was, you know, it was just, it was just the, the nascent beginnings of, um, new lines cinema's power days uh yeah and 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 they they wound up making themselves a power base off of the same core crew again and again and again yeah they clearly just used the same people and just threw scripts at them and was like here you go right do this do this do this do this because the amount of people on this that worked on other projects is just insane yeah well that's that's what new line cinema was this is actually one of the beginning uh, New Line Cinema, uh, you know, <laughs> a lot of the same crew that worked on this became the kernel of all uh, of a lot of of years of New Line Cinema films, mm-hmm. all the way up into the you know late nineties. Okay, awesome. 
but uh, but there was just uh, there's a lot of funny thing. I I, I remember that um, I had never really been a heavy pot smoker, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and uh, uh, a friend of mine was named Tom Lee. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he kept telling. I wound up bringing him up from uh, San Bernardino and and uh, wound up uh, in the motel room next to his. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was. He kept coming over and bringing over these little bags of pot that that had labels on them. (laughs) Oh, but you have to remember when this was. This was yeah. this, this pot was still, you know. This is California in the eighties. That shit was like on every street corner and you could right. just be yeah. Labeled pot bags. You know, labeled that's a different time. Pot bags. Well, the thing is, we were in North Wait, wait, wait. We were in Northern California now. Okay. Oh, okay. So so in Northern California, you know, the concept that little bags would be labeled yeah. with you know, different brands and stuff was Mind-blowing. <laughs> the idea that you'd have different brands, specific strains was like, great. that's crazy. Yeah. So I remember uh, him saying, yeah, no, I've got this uh, Blue Mountain Jam. <laughs> this Blue Mountain Jam will just kind of blow your mind, oh, man. Awesome. And so I went next door and, um, you know, it had been a really long week and mm-hmm. I went next door and uh, – we wound up, you know, taking, I wound up taking a bong mm-hmm. of two bongs of it. And then, um, and then I got lost getting back to my room. My room was next door. Oh. It was literally the next door over. And for <laughs> some reason, I had the concept that I had to go on my hands and knees to crawl over to that room, to my room, mm-hmm. because I was having, trouble walking and <laughs> then i remember that uh the the second thing that i thought was that this concrete's really hard on my uh on my knees and so i w- so then i went off in search of grass <laughs> to <laughs> crawl on to get to my room that was literally 12 feet away um so i crawled probably out about 20 feet to the grass that was on the edge of the uh, sidewalks in there. And um, and then thinking that, that oh, that felt so good on my knees and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, eventually I, I blinked a couple of times and, uh, and it was daylight. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I had got. And lost and uh, and basically had uh, slept, uh, you know, on my back, obviously, because I opened my eyes. The, uh, mm-hmm. the sun was right in my eyes. And um, yeah. Yeah, wow. I just uh, <laughs> pot, pot never really was uh, my number one thing, you know? Yeah. And that's why you made a movie about killing pot dealers. Uh. <laughs> I did. And, we were, and, and here's the great thing is this. We were. In the land of pot, you know, yeah. and uh, I didn't, yeah, I, I still to this day just didn't care if anybody smoked pot or did anything at all, as long as they showed up for work in the morning. Right. You know? <laughs> and, and, um, but, but I did promise you that I was going to tell you a story, 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 right? Yes. The dummy. Yes. The dummy. So 
One of the dummies. Now I had, <laughs> I had purchased when I got into town, uh-huh. I had purchased for $400, a uh, 1954 pickup. Okay. And put a, t- a California temporary plate, which is this red sticker on it. And I was just going to drive it through the, right. Mm-hmm. Because we were going to be going up, up into the Hills and I, and I just, need something to move stuff around and that's the kind of thing that i know how to deal with uh at the time i i truly knew how to keep something like that running mm-hmm. old, old six cylinder you know you set the points with a matchbook and you know that kind of thing man and um so <laughs> so i had this old beat up 54 rust bucket and uh the transfer guys hey because for one thing, the places that we went, it would never get stuck and theirs would always get stuck because they had these huge crew cab, you know, things. Mm-hmm. And, and and we had to transport lumber stuff and we would just all throw it on that old 54 and take off. <laughs> and it, it would ford streams and it would go, go up hills. It would do it at a granny first, you know, so they had a ford. And, and so you, literally there's, there's nothing you could do to stop that thing. Yeah. And and it was light enough that if you had a real problem, you just got out and you should push it a little bit and you were <laughs> back, you know, on the road. Um, so uh, transportation hated it. And uh, so we... So they would do sometimes is they would come in with the fueler, you know, the uh, the one that fills the gas on all the other trucks, right? Yeah. It would they park the fueler behind me, oh, uh, so that I couldn't get mine out in the morning because we were going, we were leaving real early in the morning, heading up, and and um, it happened a couple of times. I was getting pretty pissy about it and giving them kinds of warnings and stuff, you know, and. Transpo always thinks that they're yeah you know the two the, the the two groups that are always against two of the groups that are always against each other are all transportation and uh, construction because <laughs> <laughs> we really do need each other but we don't have to be happy about it yeah you know what I'm saying okay so so anyway one day I'm <laughs> when we did when we burned the house down right yeah there were there 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 were two dummies in there. You know, doing silhouettes at the window duty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sil- silhouette at the window duty. And um, one of them didn't make it, but the other one did. But he was quite toasted, to say the <laughs> least. His clothes were, you know, he just tattered. And, and, and so somebody, so we threw a, a red hat on him and, and somebody put him in my car. Oh. In the back of my in the back of my truck, and he smelled terrible because he sp- smelled like naphthalene, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so they threw him in the back of my truck, right? And I drove around for a couple of days with him. And the effects guys <laughs> used to use me. We had a lot of blood that we were using, making hits, and they were making hits in the back of my truck. So my truck. In the back, I had this odd combination of a burnt-up dummy <laughs> and about a gallon of blood. You know, just, you know, Carol basically <laughs> corn syrup. And, yeah. and and the guy, and I get up at 5 o'clock in the fucking morning to go to work. And, you know, to head back up the hill from the hotel where, for the motel where we're at. And I go 
out there and the fueler for the third time, the fueler truck is parked right behind me and I can't get out. And so once again, I have to ride with one of the other guy, one of the other carpenters. But just as we started to leave, I say, Hey, 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 hold on, turn around, go back. And so the two of us then get out of his car, go over to the truck. We grab the dummy off of the truck, out of the back of the truck, and we drape the dummy over the front of the fueler truck. And we take the blood out and we splash it all over the hood and all over the dummy. (laughs) Put the lid back on. (laughs) And then headed back up to the set. Now, here's the thing. Thing is, is there's this motel was right at a freeway off-ramp, right? Oh, no, man. And, and absolutely, you could totally see the parking lot from from, from the only road that comes into town. Yeah, right? so everybody has to see this. Fucking- so everybody everybody is piled up, and, and, and it's like it's a freeway up until it hits the town, and then there's the first light, and the motel is at that light, okay. right? And so... There's a line of people every morning at about six, like an hour after we leave, is there's this lineup of people trying to get into town in the morning, trying to go to work, right? Okay. <laughs> and so and so there's a dummy draft burnt burnt the living shit, right? <laughs> Draped over the front of this truck with blood drip obviously dripping everywhere. Yeah. Right. And we leave. We go up to work. Um <laughs> Yeah, I get a call at about, you know, like one o'clock. Yeah, Mick, you really got to go back down to the office. Huh? This is like 15 miles to go to the office, right? Yeah. It's, it's a huge drive. I had only been to the office like four or five times since, since the thing had begun, right? <laughs> and we're like under pressure. Like, oh, fuck. So, so finally I borrow somebody's car because I don't have my car yet. Yeah. Right. And, and I drive in and, um, and Alan Alsobrook is the um, is the PM, right? Okay. And I get called in, and I sit sitting in his office, and I go, "Hey, Alan, what's up?" And he says, he "says Hey, come on in the office. We need to talk about something." <laughs> I say, "Okay, what?" He says, "Well, uh, I just bailed out one of my drivers. Um, they pulled him out of his room at six thirty this morning." Um, suspected drunk, suspected drunk hit and run. (laughs) (laughs) And there was a dumb draped over the front of his car with, and he got reported by like 50 people. (laughs) And and he's just telling me this whole thing. And he goes, and so they, they got him up and, and he had absolutely no explanation for any of what was going on. (laughs) And so they put him in jail until they could figure out what the fuck was going on. So I had to go over there and, and, and try, and we had to try and put piece this together. Yeah. He says, and he says there was a lot of like blood involved and it turned out to be fake blood and turned out to be a dummy. And they finally had to let him go, but they held him until this afternoon. And I lost a driver for half the day. You wouldn't know anything about that. Would you? Man? I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. 
Uh, And then I said, this isn't the guy that was parked right behind me, was it? This morning when I got up at five o'clock? And he goes, it could have been. I go, okay. I still don't know anything about it. (laughs) I walked out of the office. (laughs) Oh, my. And if you think we were having problems with the drivers up until that point, you should have seen the rest of the fucking movie. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm sure you just started the fire. Oh, Oh my God. We hated each other. Hilarious. (laughs) He got arrested because he put a fucking burnt dummy on. (laughs) It was like it was like the perfect storm. It it, it was it was like everything was right there. Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't have planned it better, but it was just the the easy manipulation of all the elements right there. (laughs) Want to mess with me? Well, yeah, you're well, fuck you. (laughs) No, no, fuck you. (laughs) He had to have known it was one of the effects guys. He fucking had to know. Oh, oh, look, everybody, everybody totally knew it was me. Yeah. I mean, totally. Totally, they knew it was me. You know, it was like um, they knew where the dummy was. Yeah. Because <laughs> I had only left it in my truck, you know, for like three days. You know, <laughs> everybody knew where the blood was. I mean, you know, it, it's like it's it was like a natural thing. It could have been a really bad wind that did it. <laughs> that's that's how close to being a natural thing. But you put me in the mix. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, that's it's a foregone conclusion. <laughs> it was going see this is this is what i say i say you really can't fault me on this one because it was gonna happen yeah you know? <laughs> it's just it was just gonna happen right that's the way i see it anyway yeah <laughs> that's awesome though that is definitely oh that is legendary there was, prank stuff right there, there. oh there uh, that that show was uh just kind of a, a, a lot of like fun a lot of a lot of interesting weird little things you know, that we did because we built the whole town. Yeah. We built, we built an entire, uh, we built a house out of balsa wood and then blew it up right next to like, uh, three people, three stunt people, which was really cool. I mean, you know, it was like one of those things that, that you, that, you know, we use propane cannons and everything. And if you look at the explosion, it's like the explosion blows right over the three stunt people the whole fireball goes right over them with all the pieces of the house, but it being balsa, it just like blows past them. Oh. And uh, it, it's just a really interesting shot, you know, I mean, a little bit nerdly. I mean, there was, there was a shot that r- reminded me of, uh, of a ride from, um, from uh, early Disneyland. Mm-hmm. We, we built this, <laughs> we built a bunkhouse, right? And basically what we did was we built this uh, 60 long foot, uh, 16 foot wide uh, building that that was just the two walls. Right. OK. And a roof, a shed roof over it or, or uh, uh, um, just a pointed roof right over it. Yeah. And we built those as trusses and used those to support the walls, the two walls. Right. And then, so basically, we had a shotgun shack. You could literally look all the way through it, right? And then we put a wall on either end, and we put all these bunk beds in it, right? And then 
tied a log to the other side with a ramp to be pulled by a Jeep. And then the log comes and pulls right through the house, right through the whole bunkhouse, wiping out the first wall and then all the bunks with guys sitting in it. And then, uh, and then comes out the end, taking the wall and all the bunks out the other end. <laughs> right. <laughs> so, so oh, basically what it is, is that, y- y- you know, we got a fiberglass, uh, and tied it to the, to the Jeep mm-hmm. and it ran on tracks so that it wouldn't go outside and bang the, the two walls, the two standing walls. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it just comes through and ruins all the bunks. And the thing is, is if the guys rolled off, if as soon as it hit, the guys rolled off the bunks to the backside, it wouldn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Right. You know, they, all they had to do was fall on the other side of the log as it came through. Right. So it, it, it was, it was just interesting. We built it like a Disney ride, you know? Okay. Sort of like the log goes through the building. <laughs> But uh, I the the thing is, is we use so much balsa wood. I had I had to keep having the balsa wood sit, shipped from um, California, mm-hmm. and uh, we kept having pickups going down there and coming back and coming. In. And so I put <laughs> I had in my you know little uh, fifty four pickup, mm-hmm. little fifty four Chevy pickup. I had a whole stack of balsa wood. Uh, panels, four by eight panels, right? Okay. And th- th- three quarters of an inch thick. And <laughs> and I had on top of them, I had a piece of plywood and and I think that I had put a couple of, a, a bunch of bricks, right? Okay. But the thing is that I was, I was uh, literally stacked so high that I was a little bit above the rim pieces. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I saw that, you know, being above the rim pieces, like, uh, it was like the wind could get into it underneath. And so I'm coming up the rid, I'm coming up the scenic route of PCH, right? Okay. And there's this little car behind me and I'm, I'm, you know, doing like 50 miles an hour, 60 miles an hour. (laughs) I'm heading up the coast. And this little car comes up behind me and it's a little, uh, like a Honda or something like that. Yeah. This is a long time ago. So it wasn't a very big car and it, came, it was coming up and it looked just like she was about to pass me. And for some reason, a gust of wind <laughs> came down and just took that one sheet that was up above that mm-hmm. and just slid it out like a, like, 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 uh, sliding a single card out of a deck. Right. Mm-hmm. And it flipped the piece of plywood up. And this is balsa wood plywood. Right. Mm-hmm. So it weighs like, like a pound at the most. Right. And it flips it up in the air <laughs> so that it looks like a full piece of plywood, which is what it looks like. And it, she hit it right on the edge with her car, <laughs> right on the edge of the, uh, literally of the windshield, right? Yeah. And so I pull over and I stop and I pull over and 
she pulled over to the side of the road and I go up there and she was, uh, <laughs> she was just sitting there paralyzed. Like she was a middle-aged woman, uh, paralyzed. And I'm tapping on the window, like, and finally she just lets this one hand go without even looking at me. She just takes this one hand and, and rolls the window down. Then puts the hand back on the wheel and I go, hi, you okay? And literally, I know that it looked to her like a decapitation shot. This was, <laughs> it looked like it should, the plywood should have just literally come through the windshield and cut her head off. Yeah. Of course it didn't. It just splintered into a million pieces and disappeared because <laughs> it was balsa. But <laughs> But it still didn't, that didn't fix her mind. Oh. <laughs> it, it broke her mind. So she just sat there completely and utterly she defeated. Completely, <laughs> utterly, utterly paralyzed. So I was like, oh. you know, I say, it's okay. It, it was balsa. Uh, it, it's, it didn't damage anything. It wasn't going to break anything. I'm really sorry. I know that that really had to have freaked you out. <laughs> She's just like, kind of like halfway turned to me, her eyes kind of rolled over in her head. Mm -hmm. And she just never said a word. And I finally thought, okay, well, I guess my work's here. I got to get to work. <laughs> so I got back in my car and when, last I saw her, she was still on the side of the road. Oh. Might still be there for all I know. <laughs> I mean, it's not really likely. Yeah. But who knows? But it could happen. <laughs> it who, could knows? Happen. <laughs> who knows? Great things have happened. <laughs> and um, yeah, so that that's um, that should just about wind us up for uh, quiet cool. Yes. Uh, I hadn't intended to like you know get totally on to what quiet cool, but you know it is a little niche in history, and uh, it does have really good music to it. It's still uh, it's an underground. Uh, Super hit. I did research. There is no Blu-ray release. There is only a DVD release, and they're going for about fifty a pop right now. Yeah, yeah. Shocking, huh? That's crazy. <laughs> That's absurd. Like, isn't it? <laughs> is it? Is it? It's not on any of the streaming services. It's really hard to find. Yeah, it's it's some definitely something that you'd have to literally search for and go alternate routes to find it's yeah it's not it's not like one of those things that you accidentally <laughs> do you remember the budget for that film do i remember the budget it couldn't have been huge i mean you know it didn't make much money that's why i asked i you know what i would have suspected that uh maybe between one and a half and two million yeah it only made two million yeah so it's probably just barely made its money back yeah ah uh. Which is why there's no Quiet Cool 2. <laughs> this time it's cocaine. Uh, <laughs> listen, listen, they could they could just call it Wild Quiet Cool 2 and re-release it. <laughs> People would be so confused today because of like how Wouldn't not vilified. I know, why, right? <laughs> you know, yeah. Why, why don't you take why don't you take your really, really obscure films and release them as the second film? Why not? <laughs> You know how many people like asked like, "Oh, you guys made Vengeance two already?" No, yeah. it's and Vengeance no. two point oh. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of a uh, lot of mistakes that are made, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. So next week we have Jacques. Say his last name. Haken. 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 Yes, coming yes. on. That is the DP on, on Nightmare on Elm Street one and two, and also quite cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> quite cool. And you said like this guy is really particular. Like, yeah, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, you know, uh, I I want to get little bits of his story out uh, before there is going to be no story at all. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. And that's yeah. all stuff that will happen next week. And we will dive down into that rabbit hole next week with that stuff. But there we there, there we go. Yeah. And this rabbit hole, this rabbit hole is almost history. It is. Uh, we are wrapping up now. But thank you guys for joining us on another wonderful episode of the Rabbit Hole Podcast. You can find all of our shows on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and the illustrious dobackdiscussion.net. Find Mick Strawn on Facebook. You don't think he has Instagram. Uh, and find me. Oh, I do. I just don't know how to use it. So. Okay. Well, then that would explain that. You can find me on Instagram at Host with Most. And find me on Facebook at The Dubak Daddy. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, catch you next week. See you guys. Bye. <laughs>